Fantasy Road Show. Uh, welcome back, everyone. This is uh, your host Coles at Coles under underscore Sports, and I am your host Ryan at Fantasy underscore Trucker. Awesome. Yeah, let's jump into the final. Uh, this is episode three. Uh, we're gonna go over the final, you know, twenty-one to forty-ish type quarterbacks, uh, tail end of the dynasty quarterbacks here, and yeah, I think let's just jump right in there. So, you know, I, I, we both have Russell Wilson at number 21. Yes, we do. Um, I think that you should expect to see some bounce back there. I mean, Sean Payton is in the building. Um, they were so bad last year. Um, just, yeah. Re- no, like really, really bad last year. Yeah, and I think we were both so high on Wilson Sutton. Uh, Albert O got a lot of praise preseason. Oh, absolutely. You know, Dulcich is a definitely he, he's a bright spot uh, in that offense. I think there's a lot of hype surrounding him. He looked good when you can get him the ball, but it was just overall such a bad season. Um, Javante injury hurt bad, but yeah, it definitely. Was, no one ever got comfortable. Everyone was just anticipating Wilson to kind of take over since he's been such a good quarterback. That huge contract, but. That never happened. I, I like to see a bounce back here. I have Wilson, Rogers, Carr, Stafford, Garoppolo from 21 to 25. So I think the way my brain organizes that, it's those are the veteran quarterbacks. Kind of clumping uh, them all together. Yeah, and, and, and that's why you see Wilson, Rogers, Carr down the line. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, Rogers, obviously, we don't know how much years left. Wilson should have more more years left on the table and a better offense you got to expect them to get better yeah well with you know with today's age um tom brady kind of reintroduced this whole philosophy for aging athletes and i feel like russell wilson takes care of his body in the same type of type of way so with him being only 34 you know russell wilson still has at minimum six to seven years in my opinion. Yeah, if he reaches that level that he was playing at prior to last season. Which which I think he will. I mean, you know, we, we saw Russell Wilson have a terrible season last year and even, you know, respectfully the year before that too. But he was still quarterback 16. Yeah. Like that, if yeah, that's, that is insane. If that's his floor, I'm I'm fine taking him. I'm fine taking a chance on him. You know, you know, according to Next Gen Stats, he was he finished last year second in most deep attempts and passing yards out of any qualifying quarterbacks. So he can still throw the deep ball. Yeah. Like, you know. And he has Judy, who's like, you know, such a speed receiver. He's got weapons. He does, absolutely. And and if that running back comes back and if he's healthy, that'll definitely help their offense. Sean Payton is a dog for a coach. I mean, I was looking at Sean Payton twice out of his last 17 seasons as a head coach. His offense – has not been out of the top 10 in yards. Yeah. Like, he, his offense just produce. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that'll be any different this year. Obviously, I think we're going to see a regression back to the mean for Russell Wilson. I think he comes up closer to the top 10. I don't think he's in the top 10 this year, but 
kind of right outside the top 10. If okay. I had to. Yeah. When I think of regression, I think of negative. So going down, when I think of moving up, I think of progression. So I think there's going to be progression there for Russell Wilson. I think that he was number 16 on what could possibly be the worst case scenario of a year. I'm probably going to bump him higher in my rankings as we're talking it through because, you know, he was from 2013 to 2020, he was a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's pretty significant. And, of course, that was on a team where he was in an established offense and we still need to get there in yeah. Denver. But I think we do. Like you said, Peyton, uh, all the weapons. I mean, Sutton's a great receiver, and he just fell off a cliff. And that yeah. was because the entire offense was just – down, down, down bad. Yeah, last year I, I even made a, one of my hot takes last year was that Cortland Sutton was going to be last year's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, yeah. And um, I, I mean, I related a lot of that, how Cooper got Matthew Stafford and was the number one wide receiver in the league. And, you know, Cortland Sutton, I think, is has the talent to be a great wide receiver. And uh, I'd really like to see that happen. Yeah, so, I mean, let's see. I, I think it's pretty comfortable to say that 4,000-yard flip threshold that you like to reference, I think that gets eclipsed this year. I think he gets back to those 30-plus passing touchdowns. Turns the ball over less. You're not going to see 11 interceptions. So, you know, in turn, a lot better year from Russell. I'm going to move him up in my ranks. I, I love that. You know, and even though he's 34, he's getting up in age, he can still release the ball quickly. Yeah. Like he was, uh, I looked it up, he was seventh in time to throw last year. Yeah. With a bad season. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he you know, he, I just I just think good things are coming for the Denver Broncos yeah. and Russell Wilson. Yeah. So my last point that I'm going to make on Russell before we move on, um, it's a little shout out to that hat you got right there, Chicago Bulls, um, and the point you made about him uh, taking care of his body. He works with Tim Grover. Tim Grover, that's Michael Jordan's trainer. Um, he only works with certain players. So he worked with Kobe. He worked with Dwayne Wade. Um, Dedicated athlete. Yeah, exactly. So he looks for you know those intangibles that we always like to reference. And Russell's one of those guys for him. So um, I would actually, if you haven't done research on Tim Grover, he's pretty fascinating the way that he looks at, um, you know, success as a whole. Um, it, it's, it's pretty fascinating. So, um, that's the last point I want to make there. We can move yeah, on to Rogers, but Tim Grover, uh, relentless is his book that he's famous for. Really? Um, I might check that out. Relentless. I can give it to you. Um, I would but, appreciate that. But he, he's a great trainer the way that he started it and grew with Michael Jordan and why Jordan stuck with him all those years. Um, so anyways, let's move on to Rogers. But what do you have to say? I mean, he's 39. He's obviously looking for the final stage of his career. Um, the Jets have all of the young talent you could ask for. He could ask for that he didn't have yeah. <laughs> that he didn't have in Green Bay, and yeah, which well, is why Green, it seems Green Bay just wouldn't go above and beyond to give him the weapons, yeah. and that was apparent. You know, they have a strange philosophy, and it, you know, it's worked for them in the past, so it's it's hard to veer away from that. You know, but um, yeah, we don't need to go into depths and convince everyone how good Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's one of the better ball throwers in history. Yep. And, um, you know, we've seen this trend happen where Brady goes to Tampa and he wins a ring. Yeah. Stafford goes to L.A. and he wins a ring. Yeah. And I I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the next one to do it. Well, I think uh, Whitehead is actually in the – he's on the Jets now, and he came out this past week and was like, this reminds me exactly of bringing in Brady to Tampa. Like, 
the presence that he had when he walked in the building yeah elevated things it's like oh shit we're contenders we're championship yeah. teams. well yeah it, it changes the culture re- immediately yeah you know yeah. just his presence and not to this is the best defense i think aaron Rodgers has ever had yeah well he brings in uh he brings in lazard with him um he's been seen at uh, Rangers playoff games, Knicks playoffs games with Brees Hall. He's embracing the young guys. He's trying to be that leader yeah. uh, that he is. You know, he, he that, that's who he is. That's what he's done in his career. Yeah. I want to talk about – we don't need to sell you on Rodgers. I want to talk about <laughs> what you think is reasonable for Rodgers this year. What are your projections in terms of yards, touchdowns? Like what is he going to – which Rodgers statistically are we going to see this year? Why should you target him in redraft? Um, tell me a little bit about, about, about that. Yeah, the way I'm looking at it this year, I think it's going to be a conservative season for them. I th- I still think that they're going to have much success. However, I don't know if he's going to really need to put up those outstanding numbers because of how good that defense is. Yeah. I think the games are going to be close, but they're going to be low scoring. And obviously, he's going to have he's going to face those um, those su- superb offenses that put up points and he will have games where yeah. he, he throws for over 300 yards and three touchdowns but for the most most part I don't think he's going to need to do all that in order to win these games yeah he might not but honestly dude like I think he is going to he's going to be high up on my redraft board much over ADP because he's come out and said that Garrett Wilson is he could see Garrett Wilson being the best wide receiver um in the NFL this year, Wilson's supposed to be looking as as good as he's ever looked, um, taking that huge next step forward. Um, and he's going to be playing the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Patriots twice a year. Like, those are tough games, but we know the Dolphins, like, love to have shootouts. The yeah, Bills can get in shootouts as well. That's a very good point. So, in, in his division, those yeah, two those two teams with the Bills and the Dolphins, yeah. they score points. Yeah, and, it, I mean, like, at Patriots, you can see that being lower scoring. But to be, Definitely. Com- to be completely honest, like, I can see a lot of shootouts happening in that division, and that's what makes me think those 303 touchdown games are going to come and come relatively easy for him because he has the weapons that will make big plays. Like, you're going to see – break out 50 70 yard touchdowns from from Garrett Wilson more than once and that alone gets you you know that to, those type of numbers that you just talked about yeah um so and he's going to be high on re, my right redraft I I completely understand where you're coming from and I'll probably be when I go through my redraft rankings I'll probably have him you know right outside my top 10 ish yeah um but you know also he's going to have great support in the backfield as well Brees Hall yeah is a dog potentially Delvin Cook they're talking about potentially being, yeah you know Delvin Cook's supposed to be you know, I just read a tweet uh Dolphins Jets leaders in the clubhouse there so he's going to have all the weapons uh, it'll be interesting to see you know how they put it together and what kind of success that means for Rodgers but if you're talking Brady to the Bucks that type of a um of a season, then he's going to be playing at an extremely high level. 100%. Yeah, so let's move on to Derek Carr. I have him there um, right after at 23. You have him at 25. So, you know, you had Pickett at 20, 23 and Love at four, 24. We already talked about them. Um, so, you know, let's go Derek Carr here. New team on the Saints. Saints have been trying to figure it out after Breeze left. Go ahead and take it away with with Derek Carr. Yeah, you know Derek Carr is a great passer. Like he's he gets knocked for not being able to win games, and this is a it's not a one man sport, so he can't win the games himself. 
But over the last five seasons, four of them he threw over 4,000 yards. Yeah. Like, he, he can sling the ball. And, you know, he was la- he was top 10 last year in average completed air yards. Like, he, he can still air it out, too. So I think this is kind of a breath of fresh air for him, getting out of that stale, stagnant team that he was on. Yeah. And um, also being being discarded the way that he was last year with that Raiders team, it was, like, insulting to the point where, like, he has that chip on his shoulder this year. Yeah. And I think he's he's going to be coming back with a vengeance to show that the Raiders made a mistake by basically just tossing him away the way yeah. that they did. Yeah, so I have him at 23, you have him at 25, and by the sounds of what you just said, you're higher on him than I am. Um, just because, like, from a fantasy perspective, he's never been over QB 12, which was in 2016. He's only had over 30 touchdowns one time in 2015. So I, you know, I think he's his ceiling is top is 15. Um, I don't expect him to get there. I think it's going to be um, maybe a rough season for the Saints again. I, they may be projected to win that conference, but or that division. Sorry, but I have the Falcons winning that with all the young talent that they have. They're unproven at quarterback, but um, you know that division's very much up in the air. And with Elvin Kamara probably being out for those first six games, let's say, yeah. Um, they're going to be figuring it out early on. I just, you know, hopefully Carr can go in there and be a veteran, stable presence for them. But there's a lot of moving parts in that offense right now. Michael Thomas getting older. Yeah. It's just, it's, Alave should have a great year, and that's what you're saying. Like, deep ball and, um, you know, able to support a wide receiver one. Those kind of comments you make about Carr, yeah, yeah. they're there, and Alave is going to be a huge part of that. But, I don't know. As a whole, as an offense, it, there's a lot of question marks and uncertainty. Yeah, I think in order for the Saints to succeed, they need Michael Thomas to kind of come back into form. Yeah. Um, and if he doesn't, they're definitely going to be struggling. Yeah, and into form, I think there's like no shot that's going to happen. But well, when, when yeah. he, he had success on those slant routes and touchdowns, and if he's that guy, then I think – um, that'll be huge for them. All you got to do is catch a, catch a lot of reliable balls that move the chains and get you in the end zone, and then that's a huge part of the offense that, you know, um, that that's all you can ask for, I think. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to touch on someone that we did mention last episode. Um, I don't want to get too much in-depth because you've already given your take on him, but Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, I have him right behind Derek Carr. Okay. And I just I, – I was looking up some stuff – and Brock Purdy last year, I know in the small sample size, he had the highest passer rating among all quarterbacks with yeah. a 107.3. Yeah. That that threw me off. Didn't think that was the case. He was eighth in completion percentage. Yeah. And not only that, but he outperformed his fantasy his projected fantasy points in every single game he started. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a testament to the offense that they built in Shanahan um, as the coach. Brock Purdy had Christian McCaffrey to lean on the best, not only weapon on the field, potentially in the offense, but like fantasy wise, you can rely on a guy like that. Uh, and all those veterans, Debo, Kittle, they play such huge yeah, roles. He was um, able to get Kittle involved, who didn't yeah. seem to be involved for quite some time. Yeah, which like, is so important. And that's a testament to the intangibles. That's yes, he understands who the motor of that team and that offense is. When Kittle goes, they go. So that's huge. That's huge. Uh, I'm, I'm not discounting him there. Uh, I just think, like, why you passed on, why you moved on from Garoppolo is because 
he couldn't make that play in championship games, in big games late in the season. And I just personally don't think Purdy is that guy either. Um, So once they see in camp this year what Lance's talent can do with those weapons, it's like, whoa, wait, we're at a different level. Um, So that's just me. Brock Purdy to me is a backup quarterback in the NFL. And I don't know. I just really don't see it any other way. Yeah, well, time will tell. We'll see what happens this year. This this season coming up is going to – reveal a lot of things yep so i'm i'm excited for it so yeah that's the biggest controversy right it's, yeah it's 100 what's gonna happen in what what in the quarterback room per se like what is going to happen in, in san francisco we're going to find out i totally agree um so that's let's let's move on the next person i want to talk about you mentioned just previously was uh jimmy garoppolo yeah um you know the new quarterback of the las vegas raiders vegas raiders you know there's some doubts in this uh, in that office over there with uh, whether or not he's going to be able to pass his physical. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that those were kind of backed up in in saying that they think he's going to be fine for week one. But yeah, that was scary when that when that happened. Um, and I think media ran with it a little bit and just oh, they said definitely what, what, did. what if and wanted to drop a narrative at a sleepy time in the season. He's my quarterback twenty five. That's why I wanted to talk about him next. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of exciting things happening in Vegas right now. You have uh, Golden Knights coming off of Stanley Cup. You have the Athletics moving into town. You have, you know, Raiders looking to bring – they brought in Brady and ownership and looking to really, like, establish themselves in the NFL. They already invested in weapons. They have Devontae. They have Josh Jacobs. You've seen Garoppolo have success in the NFL when he has weapons around him. Definitely. Um, so, you know, I think he's still young enough that he can grab a hold of that offense – so that's why I'm at 25. I think he does. I think he is a winner. He's learned from some of the best. Yeah. But there's also a world that Trey Lance gets traded get, to the Raiders. Gets traded oh. to the Raiders. I mean, you don't know. Like, that's there, why. Huh? That's okay. why we love this is because you do not know. So yeah. That's yeah. why I have Garoppolo at 25. I see you have him at. Um, gosh. Uh, you have him lower, so I don't know. What do you? Oh, there he is, twenty nine. Yeah, I, I have him in twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's respectable. Bit, yeah, it is after and, Mac Jones. And yeah. here's the, you know, my main thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, he's never really been like a wow type of guy. He's never thrown for over four thousand yards in, a, in any season he's played. Yeah, he's notorious for not being able to close out those big games. Yeah, and um, but now he does have one of the best wide receivers in the league. Devontae has a way of making quarterbacks look good. Yeah. Like he just he's just that type of wide receiver. Yeah. And um, you know, with a good supporting cast with um Hunter Renfro, um, and this young stud tight end that they got. My yeah, Michael Mayer. Yeah, Michael Mayer. He's um, you know, I just I, I think if Garoppolo can somehow pass this physical and perform somewhat well. Yep. You know, I do somehow kind of relate him to Derek Carr though they're kind of like very similar I understand that that just comparison I just yeah. don't think Jimmy's as good of a thrower as Derek I Carr I completely understand where you're coming from there um yeah. so I understand those reservations 100 percent yeah anyways I had Stafford at 24 I just don't want to go jump down to Levis Jones and then jump back up so let's stay on track with rankings I have him at 24 you have him down at 33 32 um, so I think Stafford, yeah, that injury is extremely concerning. They're two years away from a Super Bowl with one of the best offenses in the league. Um, I, like Russell Wilson, expect there to be some progression. I don't know. I don't think the Rams are going to be that good, honestly, but I think Akers is going to take a step forward. Cup should be productive. 
Um, there are a lot of, you know, there, there's definitely some worry there. Um, but I just think that he has such a good arm and has been so good in the NFL that I put him into that veterans, tr- that little veterans tranche there. Um, and yeah, I think he's, I, I think he's going to, has a little bit left in, in the tank. Yeah, in Dynasty, he's a great placeholder. Um, he's a nice backup to have right now. I kind of see the Rams as kind of the middle-of-the-road team. Um, if Stafford plays a full, healthy season, he's going to throw for over 4,000 yards like yeah. he did in two of his last three seasons. Yeah. You know, he almost had 5,000 that year in 2021 when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and, um, you know, Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. The only thing I'm worried about is the lack of weapons around him. Yeah, Puka. I, yeah, Puka, Puka Nakawa or whatever, however you say his name. His name's kind of fun to say. Puka but Nakua. Nakua. And uh, Van Jefferson. Uh, who's the tight end over there? I can't think of his name. Higby. Yeah, Tyler Higby. So, you know, I still think Stafford has a good season. Anywhere between 10 to 15, I think he'll. I see him ending up this year. Top 10 to 15? Yeah, in the wow. 10 to 15 range um, as far as scoring quarterbacks and redraft. And wow. uh, in Dynasty... There's no kidding his age. He's getting up there in age. He was already talking about this offseason, whether or not he's going to be retiring. And you know what they say about retiring. If you're thinking about it, you're pretty much already there. Yeah. I don't know if he has more than one more season in him. Yeah. But if I can get one more good season of throwing over 4,000 yards, and, you know, that year he he was the number five quarterback. That was yeah. two years ago. He was the number five. Yeah. So, so I'm glad you said you think one more good season because otherwise I was – completely didn't understand why you had him at QB 32 because ahead of him you have Howell you have Ritter to me those guys are like never going to be top 10 to 15 quarterbacks like you said Stafford you think will be this year those guys may lose their jobs this year so I was a little possible but but the reason why I have them higher is because of that the unknown that you always talk about the upside it's it's valuable because who knows? Sam Howell can come out there with Washington this year and, and light it up. Yeah. Desmond Ritter has a great team around him. He can go out there and light it up. Yeah. These quarterbacks still have potential to be a top 15 for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. And if you can get that, I would rather have that over one good year of Matthew Stafford. But it's also how you're structuring your team in Dynasty. Yeah. If you're ready to win now. Stafford's a great piece to have on your team. If your team is not ready to win now, invest in those young guys that have a potential in catapulting up the value charts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's move on to Levis. So yeah. you, you were talking Levis and Mac Jones. Um, Levis, you have him at 27. I have him at 29. I think the unknown is exactly what we're talking about with him. Uh, he's going to have an opportunity to start for the Titans. What's he going to do with it? We're going to find out. Yeah, and that could be pretty soon, like this year. Um, could be this year. You know, I think Tannehill ends up being the starter, and then depending on how successful they are, let's say they slip a little bit early in the season, you might mm-hmm. just go to Levis from a developmental standpoint. Yeah. But Tannehill's going to be get the, get your first shot. He's a veteran. I think he probably keeps that job for a little bit, especially because the division isn't that great. Yeah, well, they, but, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was already talks about Tannehill getting traded. Yeah, Atlanta was a was a rumor. Um, so I don't know. I just don't like Levis that much. He does have talent. Ah, it's it's hard to like the guy. Yeah, with the whole mayo in the coffee and the banana peel yeah, thing. Yeah, what it's, do we do? Like, I, it's hard to like him. Yeah. Like, what I I just I I don't know. 
So, anyways, I don't know. I have him there for unknown, like the unknown, like you talked about, and I just don't see those guys. I don't believe in the guys after him. Yeah. Um, so, just because of his opportunity is why I have him at twenty nine. Well, also um, the his attitude that he might have going into the season. He yeah. is a chip on his shoulder from that whole draft fiasco. Yeah, but like, I think his chip on his shoulder is more like cockiness, whereas, um, yeah. whereas like hurts the chip that he's been building on is because he knows who he is and what, you know, like that he's a winner and just is going to prove everyone wrong from like, I just think it comes from a better place. Yeah. More confident place. Completely, completely agree with you there. Not definitely gives off a cocky vibe. Right. And Hertz has always been that mature, just like, you know, leader. Well, um, Hertz is confident and there's a fine line between cocky and confident and Hertz is on the other side of it for sure. And he's hardworking and he's, you know, I, I don't know. I just think Levis is more entitled and cocky. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I have Mac, Mac Jones at 27. Macaroni at, Jones. Yeah, Macaroni, Macaroni and Cheese Jones. Um, I have him at 27, 28. I just think he has a, you know, I don't know that we're either, either of us are big believers in him, but he no, has I'm, a role with the Patriots that seems to be somewhat solidified for the next two, three years, regardless. Yeah. You know, Mac Jones. He was a Pro Bowler his rookie year. Yeah, like that's 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 a fact. Yeah, and I think to be on one side of things, he got a bad rap last. Is he season. actually a Pro Bowler. He I'm was like no. sitting here questioning. He that. was actually a Pro Bowler. I wow. mean, th- this day and age, to be a Pro Bowler isn't much of an accolade anymore. But still, like no. I mean, what was last year? Tyler Huntley was a Pro Bowler last year. So yeah, so that says it go. all right there. But um, the, that offensive scheme last year was terrible. I don't know what Bill Belichick was doing having Patricia um, run that offense. It was just – it was, I mean, one of the worst in the league. So yeah. now they brought back Bill O'Brien to revamp and improve the system. They went and beefed up their wide receiver core somewhat by getting Juju. Yeah. I mean, it, you know it's how not I much. about that. I know you do, but at least they, they did something about their wide receiver core. I guess, yeah. They tried to sign someone who has – a Shitty a, veteran who had a good season in the yeah. past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. However you want to put it, they went ahead and tried to do something to improve the weapons. Yeah. But I am just not optimistic about his future in the NFL. Me I'm neither. Not a, I'm not a believer in Mac Jones. He is a starter in the NFL right now, so he yeah. carries some value, but I just don't know how long that lasts. Yeah, throw him in the bucket of A.J. McCarron and Greg McElroy. Obviously, he had that one season that was impressive, but to me, he's just another Alabama quarterback, product of having – uh, pro line and some of the best weapons around him. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I got to say about Jones. We don't need to talk about him much. Longer. I am perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Next two, thirty and thirty-one. I have Ritter Howell. You have Howell Ritter. I don't know. I just want to say about Ritter, and clearly because I have him this low in my rankings, I don't believe in it, either of them being franchise quarterbacks. But that's fair. Ritter has all the all of the tools to succeed. Right at his disposal, I think he has the best young core in Bijan, Pitts, and Drake London. So if you can't succeed and succeed quickly this year, then you're out, and they're finding other tools. I might as well talk about Heineke too. Like that's yeah. someone who's stepped in in the Redskins and have had success. So yeah, if, if you're they taking, feel, yeah, if you're taking a flyer on a quarterback late, yeah, like late, late, Heineke is not a bad option. Because um, from the reports that we're hearing and most consensus about Ritter is that he's just 
not the guy. Yeah, well, so I just think, like, if you're the Falcons and you have a legitimate shot to win the division this year, a weaker division, like I think they do, um, then you cut that cord pretty quickly. Yeah, it's a um, short leash. Yeah, short sure. leash and then move on. So I don't know. I don't need to say anything about Ritter. He no. does have he does have legs and like there he has a he has a skill set that can translate. Should translate. Yeah. You know, or could translate rather. Yeah. Um but I just don't think he's a quarterback. I I don't think he really does it. Um so I don't know if you want to say anything about him or move on to Howell. Yeah, you, no, I'm just I, I'm rooting for Ritter. Yeah, I mean, me too. Partly because he's on my dynasty team, hey, but um, no, I just I I want to see him succeed. You know, I don't I don't wish any ill will on the kid, but just from what we've seen so far in the field last year was just ugly. Blah, yeah, you know. But um, Sam Howell, on the other hand, is just as athletic as um, as Desmond Ritter. In college, Sam Howell threw for over ten thousand passing yards in his college career. Yeah, like that's not nothing. No, it's not. And uh, Eric Bieniemy is now their offensive coordinator in Washington. That's huge. And he has great weapons around him. I mean, you got you got Josh Jahan Dotson, Jahan, Jahan Dotson, Jahan, Terry McLaurin, you got Antonio Gibson. You know, I you just he has the artillery to go out there and succeed. Yeah. And again, just like Ritter, I'm rooting for Howell. I wanna I wanna be able to sit at home and watch the games and just go Howell. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. So you know, I just it's it's fun. He pre, he. That's what this game's about. We play fantasy football to have fun. Yeah. And I have fun rooting for Sam Howell. Yeah. So that's you know, there's just an energy aspect there. If I was more confident in my howling ability, I would have done it with you there. I just I <laughs> it didn't wasn't know. That bad, right? No, that was great. I just didn't know how I would follow up, so I just, I left <laughs> off. But yeah, so I think that Howell's re, his leash is longer. Yeah, and I think he actually could have some success. I could just see the Redskins having a bad year, and and he's going to stick with it regardless. He'll be the quarterback for the year. I know you have other thoughts, so go ahead and give us that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so um, yeah, I I you know when it comes to Sam Howell, I have uh, I have other ideas here, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a bold prediction, and that bold prediction is that Jacoby Brissett is this year's Geno Smith. I think everyone's expecting Sam Howell to be the starter, just like we thought Drew Locke was going to be the starter. Wow. And Jacoby Brissett is the same age as Geno Smith. They're in their 30s. Wow. They didn't have much of a breakout, but they have a revamped offense with Eric Biennium coming in. You got great weapons. I can see a path for Jacoby Brissett to come in and light things up with that offense. Wow. Um, I don't know what to say. I do not agree, but I love the bold prediction. (laughs) I I mean, the more bold predictions we get on this pod, the better. Um, So, yeah, that definitely has come shocking to me. I I think Brissett's great, and he's a good backup. Like, But to say that he's going to be a, you know, this year's Geno Smith is is very bold, which I love. I just don't agree. Ron Rivera already came out. After previously all off season, they were saying Sam Howell's our guy. Sam Howell's our guy. Sam Howell's our guy. Yeah. And just uh, what sixteen days ago, two weeks ago, he comes out and says that it's a competition now. Yeah. Now maybe he wants Howell to win the job. 
maybe he wants there to be a little competition feel there, but yeah, I mean, am I crazy to think that Jacoby can beat out Sam Howell? Yeah. Am I crazy to think that Eric Bieniemy is going to revamp this offense with these great weapons? Yeah. Am I crazy to think that Jacoby Brissett's going to succeed? I don't think so. So the one thing that I agree with you there, and I've said it before, is that the Redskins, Bieniemy, they want Howell to go in and win that job and have that confidence that boosts them as a starter. Think Russell Wilson. You know, Matt Flynn comes in, gets a contract uh, with the Seahawks, and then Russell. Uh, third round draft pick comes out challenges him in camp beats Mm -hmm. him Um, so that same kind of dynamic I could see that that comment stemming from Um, that being said I do think Howell has a long leash and they're going to let him develop and potentially fail and get back up and um, you know they'd be very happy to see themselves in the driver's seat for uh, Caleb Williams for Marvin Harrison. Yeah, so I, they I think you just roll They didn't invest too much draft capital in Sam Howell. Yeah. He was like a later pick, so it's not like you have too much invested in him. It's yeah. not like you're married to the guy. Right. You, they can they can cut ties rather quickly, in my opinion, if they are not succeeding yep. or if they're not seeing improvements. So, like, say week one he goes out and doesn't perform well. Week two he goes out, has another dud. Yep. I can see week three them just throwing in Jacoby and being like, all right, Sam, sit on the bench and maybe later on in the season when we're completely out of it, we'll throw you back in. Yeah. Or maybe Jacoby comes in and lights it on fire, and then all of a sudden they're leading the division. Yeah. All right, well, let's throw another friendly wager on the board. Um, I think that Sam Howell has this long leash and will start regardless of performance all year long. So let's say barring injury – I think that Sam Howell is the quarterback of the Redskins, of the Washington football team, of the Washington Commanders all season long, barring injury. And you're going to say that that Brissett will start as a quarterback. Let's put it this way. I will bet you that Jacoby Brissett will start more games this season than Sam Howell. Done. Love it. We're putting it on the board. That was a put big, another one on the bold board. prediction. He backed up his bold prediction by doubling down and taking a worse offer for himself. So I win that negotiation. I think I'm going to win that bet. Uh, let's move on to uh, Ryan Tannehill. I have him at 32. Um, I just heard a noise come out of you. Yeah, I'm just, Can you, I, explain? you know, I, Ryan Tannehill has always just kind of been like there. You know, like, um, I just, I've never been high on him. He's 34 years old. You know, he's he's thrown for over 4,000 yards twice, but that was early on in Miami. Like, I just, I don't know. I just think, I think Tennessee's done with him. I think if he goes anywhere, it's going to be a backup role. I just don't see much more success for him in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so, I think he's going to be the quarterback there this year, and he may string together a good enough year to remain with that job. But as we were just talking, I just moved Purdy up three spots ahead of of Tannehill, ahead of Howell, ahead of Ritter. Um, And and the reason why is because Ritter, Howell, I'm saying they're not franchise guys. I've said that about Purdy, but they have the narrative there right now that Purdy is that guy. So whether he's – your Niners quarterback or gets traded um, and someone takes a chance on him, maybe a Atlanta, maybe a Washington, one of these teams that are in search for a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the opportunity will be there for him to fail 
which I think he ultimately will and become a backup. But yeah, he, he can he, he can serve as a good placeholder for teams that are in a transition. Right. So that's uh, that's some that's a development that just happened there. Um, briefly about Tannehill, veteran has had success as a quarterback. Um, probably a very short leash also, but um, because of his success and comfort comfort in that system and, and with Tennessee and the winning they've done in the past, uh, I think he potentially has one more year left in him there. Um, so uh, I'm good there with Tannehill. I have Baker Mayfield at 34. You have him at 36. I think the Bucks are going to be bad. I think that he has weapons around him to succeed. They're gonna. This is his final push to be a NFL quarterback, a starting NFL quarterback, and that that could mean something. Like you know, he could be playing with the ultimate chip on his shoulder of I want to stay in this league. Um, so you know, I just think the Bucks are gonna be bad. I think that division is gonna be bad. Um, so that's why I have him down at 34. Um, you can expand on Mayfield um, and tell me your thoughts there. Yeah, you know, I don't have great feelings about Baker Mayfield in a dynasty aspect. Yeah. Like I just don't think he's that good of a starting quarterback and I think he's shown that time and time again. Yeah. You know, I again just like we were talking about Tannehill, he he could serve as a good placeholder um for the NFL. But um we're gonna take a quick pause. All right. Uh, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, let's dial back in here. Um, we left off with Baker Mayfield. I think we are all wrapped up there on the same page. Uh, has another shot to do something with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I expect them to be pretty poor this year. He yeah, does have an arm, and he does have some weapons. So go We'll ahead. see if he can defy all odds and, and actually yeah. be the their Buccaneers quarterback for the whole season. One hypothetical. Will Mike Evans once again eclipse the 1,000-yard receiving mark that he has his entire career i mean you know barring any setbacks i think he still gets it still gets it even with terrible quarterback play whether it's kyle trask or baker mayfield somehow some way mike evans will have a thousand yards this season love it all right i probably am on the same board there he's just a beast um, so let's move on. You have Hendon Hooker at 33. I'm at 35. I don't have much to say there. I think he's a backup. Uh, just go ahead. Yeah, you know, Hendon Hooker is a, you know, a decent prospect coming out of college. And from the reports we got from Detroit already, they're not really expecting him to start anytime soon. Jared Goff isn't that old. He was a top 10 quarterback last year. They have great offensive weapons. I don't see in any way, shape, or form that Hendon Hooker sees any playing time this year. You know, maybe next year, but I'm really expecting him to sit behind Goff for about three seasons. Draft and stash sounds like um, worthy having on a roster. Yeah, depending on how deep the dynasty league that you're in is, um, I think he's definitely worth stashing. Okay. Um, So then you have Sam Darnold, 34. I have him, 37. Um, yeah, I think he's just a pretty steady Eddie backup. If he has a shot to play in, in the in the Niners offense, he's going to succeed. He's got a good arm. He's got a lot of weapons. So that's why I have him at 37. I mean, there's value there, but, you know, how much, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Sam Darnold, uh, the one thing I will want to mention about that is, I don't know who came out and said it, but he may be the best ball thrower that 
the 49ers have ever had. Best ball, not to confuse with best ball drafts, but the best thrower, the uh, best, potentially. The best pure passer, pure I passer. believe, there was the terminology that they used. I like that. And, um, you know, that may be the case. I mean, Sam Darnold was supposed to be really good coming out of college, and there's still a possibility that, A, Brock Purdy isn't ready, and, B, Sam Darnold starts week one. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Jets are just a bad franchise historically with quarterbacks. That's obviously changed with Rodgers and the success uh, they have around him. But then you go to the Panthers, didn't really have too much of an opportunity to succeed there either. So, yeah, I mean, just you put another him, bad, you, the bad system. You put him in that know. system and, you know, there could be a there is an avenue where he could succeed and be a great quarterback. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brock Purdy showed us last year that you don't have to be a great, great quarterback yeah. to have success with the 49ers. Exactly, and Jimmy G before him. So Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, we're on the same page there. Uh, I have as my quarterback 36, and you have him at 46. Let's talk about Clayton Toon for a second. I'll wow. start. Clayton Toon? Clayton who, Toon. Who, yeah, who is Clayton Toon? Toon? For the people that don't know. Uh, like you were one of them. You didn't know where he played college ball, but he did not. He is a he was a starting quarterback for Tank Dell and the Houston Cougars. Uh, he had success throwing the ball, so I you know I think we've already heard reports that he's going to have the first shot this year while Kyler's still down in Arizona. I mean, he's got to be better than Colt McCoy, right? Yeah, and I I think there is a at least you take the shot if you're the Cardinals who are most likely going to tank. I mean, I don't know if they're going to. I think they're tanking, so they're going to tank for one of those guys uh, at the top. And Toon could be someone who has a little bit of success. You're going to just put him in there and give him a shot. He's got the weapons around him. He has Hollywood Brown. He has Trey McBride, who's stepping in for Ertz. Rondell Moore. Uh, Rondell Moore, who's you know shown success uh, at this level. And and then James Conner, who's kind of steady Eddie back there uh, and will have production. So Toon, with his arm, uh, I can see him having a little bit of success. I still don't think the Cardinals are going to do much with it. But... No, but he could definitely be a spot start on a yeah. bye week or uh, later on in the season if you have some injury uh, deficits there on your team. So um, definitely keep an eye on Clayton Toon. Yeah, I could see him like being a very good tank quarterback, giving him the experience he needs, maybe boost up his draft st- or his his capital, um, and, and then you know, letting Kyler take a little bit longer with his recovery, and then adding some weapons at the top of the draft next year. Um, so yeah, I don't think we need to go further. Let's talk Zach Wilson. You have him at thirty-seven. I have him at uh, thirty-nine. Yeah, you know the thing with Zach Wilson is it's hard to believe in him as of right now, with um, his poor teammate comments when he was the starter. When, yeah. You know when he was asked if it was his fault, and he's kind of not really taking accountability for the failure that was uh, that season. And, um, you know, the reason why I have him ranked above some of these other nobodies is because he now has Aaron Rodgers in that building. Yeah, he has some time to mature and to yeah. really build on your comment about uh, that season uh, and the negative talk internally. Like, look what he did with Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was pretty outspoken about how um, – how he felt Wilson, you know, made him look on the field and utilize him as an asset. It was non-existent. Um, so, you know, new new scenario out there for for more rebirth, if you will, with uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league in Watson. Um, but, yeah, Wilson, again, 
he has some time to mature. Maybe there's a little bit of value there. Yeah, well, it's um, it's still a possibility. Yeah, yeah. It's, he, it's, he had a great arm in college. He like, did. No, he did, and he he had playmaking ability. Yeah. you know, he was uh, he was the guy over there at BYU, and he he made some just outstanding plays. Yep. So I could still see a reality where he learns what he needs to learn from Aaron Rodgers as yep. the veteran in the NFL, and you know, there's there's a possibility that this team's really really good, and then Aaron Rodgers retires. Zach Wilson steps in, and he actually steps up and bees the leader, becomes the leader that he should be. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's not much else there to say. Um, let's just hammer through these last couple in yeah, the top one, forty. I, one, uh, one I wanted to start with, and you don't really want to talk about him too much, but I do want to bring him up is Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I know you are completely out on him. You don't think he's a good quarterback. I'll let you give your take in a moment, but. Yeah. Um, one thing I do see for Stetson Bennett is opportunity. Um, he was able to win a lot of games with Georgia, back-to-back national championships. Georgia? Yeah, he was. Um, he he looked really good, and he is now on the Los Angeles Rams behind Matthew Stafford, one of the oldest quarterbacks in the NFL. I was just talking earlier about how I don't see Matthew Stafford playing more than one year. If he plays one, maybe two years tops. Stetson Bennett's going to get an opportunity to play some some games for the Rams. And if, you know, if he actually plays well, you never know. He could be their guy moving forward. That opportunity is there. Yeah, I, it is. I think he'll get a shot. I think I'm going to throw him in that bucket with uh, that I did Mac Jones earlier. Um, but he had all the tools in Georgia around him to succeed, and that's why he did. He's 25. He's uh, I just – yeah, he's behind Stafford. Stafford is a true professional in the league. Absolutely. Um, but he, I'm going to throw him in that same bucket, as I said, with uh, Greg McElroy and um, insert other white Alabama quarterback. What was his name? Um, you're talking about Mac Jones and uh, uh, A.J. McCarron? Yeah, cut that. Um, I throw him in that same bucket as you know those Alabama quarterbacks that have re- had everything around them, didn't need to do much. Uh, won championships, so you know Greg McElroy, AJ McCarron. Um, I just don't see him being um, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, but you know he will have opportunities, so I'll give you that. Yeah, he's he's a proven winner in the collegiate level, and we'll see if he can translate that to the NFL. Yeah. So I, rounding out my top forty, I have Jameis Winston solely because he's with the Saints. He's proven to be a guy that can step in and give you some games upon injury. Um, and then actually at 40 is someone that I think I would move up uh, in Taylor Heineke because if someone doesn't, if Ritter fails and doesn't, um, they don't get a Tannehill, they don't have someone come in on the trade market, then Heineke someone that you can plug in and he could maybe win you some games um, if you're Atlanta and have all those weapons around you and he can just kind of get them the ball and let them, you know, let them do their thing with it. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's why I have rounded out my top 40. Yeah. I totally understand that. Heineke showed enough in Washington that he can get the job done if need be. So yeah, I don't have any problem with that. Um, I'm basically right there with you from 35 to 40. I got Tannehill, Baker, Zach Wilson, Jacoby and Stetson Bennett. Yep. Um, and then I have, you know, a bunch of people that we don't really need to mention down here. Uh, if you take anyone past this, you're just really throwing a dart on a backup if they get a chance to start. 
um, you know, you got a you got an equal chance with any one of them. Yeah, I don't think any of them really have any value. Uh, maybe Gardner Minshew uh, being a backup to Hertz. If Hertz, hopefully he doesn't get injured, but he steps into a pretty good situation. So, I mean, if you're in a super deep league, maybe stash him. But other than that, I think we're uh, wrapped well, up in quarterbacks. One other one I did want to mention: if you're if you're considering Gardner Minshew, you also got to consider Mike White in Miami. Yeah. If Tua ends up yeah. sustaining another injury to the brain and he's out. Yeah. Mike White steps up and we saw what he could do in New, in New York. Yeah. I'm, you know, just throwing it out there. If you completely punt at the position and you're running out of options, you know, take a flyer in the last round on Mike White. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a that's a, you know, that's a stone throw. Um so we'll see. Uh let's just wrap up our top 40 our dynasty quarterbacks. Um, we, again, we're going to post on Twitter at Coles underscore sports at fantasy underscore trucker, uh, and on sports ethos, we will post our rankings. We'll constantly update those. Um, but right now in dynasty season, we wanted to get those out to you first thing to kick off our podcast. That's going to be our first week. Yeah. Be Um, on the lookout next week. We got some running back rankings coming wide receiver rankings and tight ends. So we're going to go through it. Yeah. Please reach out on Twitter. Um, if there's any questions uh, based on your specific leagues that you know you're going, you're deciding between two guys, or um, you know we're we're all about driving uh, engagement, and you know want those questions, and we will answer them and uh, give you our takes. Well said. Well said. All right, let's wrap it up. All right. Cheers. Do do do. do, do. Cheers. Bow. <laughs>